What's going on, crew? This is Brandon Gredler, and this is Cocktails and Questions, episode 11. Coming at you not live, but definitely from the frozen tundra of Central Texas, because as we are recording, Bitcoin touched 20K, and it froze outside. So those things are probably somewhere, somewhere in the same realm of hell or something like that. This one's a little bit different. I have my friends Kurt and mine swing by the Garden Grove in Austin, Texas to talk to us a little bit about design systems. What are they? Where they come from? Why are they important? And all that type of stuff. Speaking of design systems, we built one and used one to make cocktailsandquestions.com. So be sure to check that out. Help us spread the word. Help us spread the love of your favorite podcast talking about business and technology. Tune in and drink up. This is Cocktails and Questions. You sure you're running? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Are you sure? Damn. All right. And we're back with episode 11, uh, episode once of Cocktails and Questions. Got some friends with us today that are new. Um, Kurt and mine, we'll introduce those guys in a second. Um, but I need to talk about episode 10 where we um, dipped our toes into the uh, cryptocurrency world of Bitcoin as it, we were all excited because it went over 10K and then up to 11 at the time of recording. Since then, which is uh, only a few days past, it's now uh, touched 20K. It's back down to 16, so uh, Satoshi's a 16-point-something billionaire, uh, which is pretty rad because he holds a million Bitcoins. Uh, Kurt Pennypacker. Hello. Uh, do you own any cryptocurrencies? I do not. Okay. Do you wish you did? Uh, now I do. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a good, good little podcast voice you got going on today. Um, Mayan Wong? Duong. Duong. Oh, <laughs> I messed it up. Do you own any cryptocurrencies? I don't. Okay. I don't believe in that Do you, stuff. You don't believe in as in you no. don't believe it exists? I'm just very risk averse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, well, both you guys are a little bit under the weather, um, so which means I will probably be under the weather here pretty You're soon. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, with that, mind you mind introducing uh, yourself a little bit uh, yeah. before we get into today's topic, which is design systems? Sure. Um, I'm Mayan Young. And yes. uh, <laughs> I'm a senior art director. I have um, experience at startups, at agencies, freelancing. So I've kind of uh, tried my hand at a lot of different things. And so I've landed here at an agency again to kind of get some variety back in my life. But okay. happy to be there. Yeah. Good. Mr. Kurt? Uh, my name is Kurt Pennypacker. I'm associate experience director. And uh, I've been mostly in the uh, agency world. I haven't been really too much on the product side. Uh but uh, I have a design background. That's what, what my degree says. That's what I worked in for a good uh, 10 years. And then I moved over to experience design about six, eight years ago. Your degree, the cause of the other bubble other than cryptocurrencies? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, uh, we'll stay in with you, man. Um, can you give us a brief overview? So we are gathered here today to talk about design systems. And this is a little bit self-serving. Um, I can't figure out if it's, if, you know, We'll talk about what they are and where they came from, but it's kind of one of those things where when you buy a car or you think about a car, you see them everywhere. I feel like a few months ago, I started thinking about design systems and now I'm getting blasted everywhere. And I, I can't tell if that's like a trend or um, if it's just like really savvy retargeting. So starting at the beginning, what is a design system? It's probably a little bit of both. Okay. Good, good old yeah, retargeting, true. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, God bless it. Uh, well, I mean, a design system is uh, a set of 
patterns, right? Whether it be actual physical visual elements or uh, experience patterns, content patterns, uh, stuff like that. So it's, and we're talking about for digital for digital, right? Yeah, you could uh, digital. I mean, in a sense, physical, right? So like Apple, the iPhone has design patterns probably associated with it, not just with the digital sense, but the phone itself. Sure. Um, you know, the home button is a design pattern, the interactions that you use it for, that's, those are design patterns. So, uh, those are interaction patterns. That's kind of what I geek out on. Um, but it's for, you know, so you can have consistency across the board because you never know when you have a large scale product, you know, there's going to be multiple people touching it and you want it to be as consistent and to be efficient as possible. Right. When you're building with it. And so when you say, um, when you say for you, who is the collective you in the scenario? Who are, who are design systems for? Probably for designers. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So we can work a little bit more efficient. You know? I think it's for users too. I mean, you know, I think if you can clearly establish a set of rules or, or reasons why you're doing something, the user has less to learn over time. So the learning curve for a user when they come into your software or your, your app or your program if they, if once they understand this color is associated with this action, then they will always kind of know where to go. And that fear of getting lost in an app or a program is a lot less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, again, for, for designers, it's also when you have a large team, you have a small team, when you have multiple different disciplines uh, building this particular product, it's a way of communicating with one another without having to kind of revisit and reinvent the wheel over and over and over again which is kind of what and where design systems were sort of born. You Got know? it. So, yeah. so um, just to sum it real quick, like it's an internal resource that mm-hmm. houses uh, the most up-to-date um, design uh, elements, whether that be interaction patterns, mm-hmm. iconography, color, page layout, things like that. Is that, right. is that correct? And embedded in that are guidelines, right? So the reason sure. you do certain things or like what direction something comes in or doesn't come in sort of, uh, those are sort of built into it. So it isn't, because I think people could argue like what's the difference between a design system and a brand style guide? And I think it's because it's a brand style guide with sort of a layer of reasoning and um, you know decision making on top of that that makes it a design system versus just a brand guide. Got it. And, and, and how do you generally feel? Mm-hmm. So you, you guys have a little bit different backgrounds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you spanning product and things like that, everything from uh, startups to client side to agencies. Um, you not so much on the product self, admittedly. Like, How do you feel about design systems and their applications? I mean, I think that they're great because they're necessary, right? So again, when you're in a small team, when you're in a large team, those are the things that when they're established, they're super helpful. They help you do everything faster. They also help you not churn on decisions that have or have not already been made. Right. Um, I think that it's it's interesting because you see all of these documentaries come out, and you know, Envision has a new blog post about it. Medium has fifty thousand blog posts about yeah. it, and and it's wonderful. But I think that. Nobody wants to talk about how much of a pain in the ass they are to maintain, <laughs> to keep up with, to decide on, to communicate to your team, to the client, um, to help businesses understand why they're really important. Like, I think that's the dark side that nobody wants to talk about. They just want to show these, like, beautiful websites that they built that are super isolated and are purely for uh, show and, you know, to, to get designers really inspired and excited about it. But, I mean, that took a lot of time. It took a lot of resources. 
um, and to maintain that is is kind of a bitch. It's a little it's <laughs> a little glad handing, right? It's yeah, like, it like, is, look at how yeah. smart we are. We came up with this design system, yeah. and it's got a really cool name. And <laughs> exactly. you know, oh, it's Polaris, or it's Material, yeah. or sure. and there's some like very aspirational, grandiose, yeah, you know, uh, idea behind it. Mm-hmm. When really the idea is like just we just want to speed shit up, right? We want to get to. I feel like they're beneficial and they do take a lot of work, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, so real quick, just to jump in, they take yeah. a lot of work to, um, to start and to maintain is what mm-hmm. I hear you guys right. saying, right? Yeah. Cause it, there's a lot of components and it, it all, it's all based on scale, right? So if you have a small product, that's only like it's five pages and there's very little interaction, you know, there's not that sure. much about it. Yeah. But if you have something like large scale, like I'll just, like apple.com or something like that. You have a lot of components. You have, how do you handle video? Mm -hmm. How do you handle, you know, when do you use a modal? When do you not use a modal? Do you use a, you know, Mm -hmm. different interaction models uh, that coincide with that? So it's a lot to build and a lot to maintain, but I feel that the it's, it's a marathon and not a sprint. Mm -hmm. So if you need, if you want to work fast, you know, don't, don't plan to build a design system unless that is like built into the roadmap. So like as you start building more and more stuff, I always see it as like a living thing. Like it, you give birth to it and you say, okay, here's our color base. Here's our spacing. Here's our fonts. Okay. And then as you start building out those things and from my perspective, wireframing them, uh, kind of mapping them out, then they get a brand applied to them. And then those components get put it into the design system. So that it's a living thing that is almost, it's very iterative and people just expect it to be like perfect out the gate. Like mm-hmm. maybe clients are like, oh, I want a design system. And we're like, great, we'll build you one. And we're like, well, we have one because we have the brand guidelines. Like they, they're, right. they're already convinced it's, but it's not, they're not working components. I can't take a, I can't like print out a, a design guidelines. It's, and, it's simply a library of, of inputs with no output mechanism right right and yeah. i think uh there are some products like sketch which has libraries mm-hmm. where you can it can be used by multiple people and multiple people can feed in and out of it but it's not conversable to if i use a different product like photoshop or mm-hmm. whatever this envision studio is going to be like do i have to rebuild all that like there's a lot of buying and i i'm super excited about the envision studio so I'm excited and frustrated. So I'm excited because mm-hmm. of the promise of it. And I got a lovely email uh, automated uh, <laughs> from the founder. Uh, it says, congratulations, you're in. It's like, great. And that's all I've gotten so far. And said, so you'll be able to get a look in December. And that's still all I've gotten. So mm-hmm. all that back to the very beginning, you said it's a little bit of both of me thinking about it, retargeting, things like that. Are design systems new? Yes or no? No. Okay, no. so why why now is there like, a flood of this stuff coming out. You said there's 50,000 medium articles and yeah. you know, there, there, there's documentaries on it and like right. handwritten, like what, what's happening right now? Are we seeing a, a resurgence in a reemphasis on design or um, is I, it simply just marketing? I mean, I think it's, you know, a, it's a combination of things, right? So I think it's part of the general awareness of design generally, right? So from a business perspective, everybody now knows that design is very integral to being successful today, Agreed. right? Yep. 10 years ago, I mean, shit could be ugly and you could be really successful. Look at Craigslist. What's going on there? Why is it still looking ugly like that? Ugly by design. Right. So, like you me. know, you have, <laughs> then you have, so you have that uh, general awareness. Um, then you have the rate in which software development is 
growing and becoming faster and the tech industry is like just everybody's moving at a speed that nobody can keep yeah. up with right and so 50 years ago software engineers were going through the same thing they right. couldn't build software fast enough to keep up with how fast computers are coming out and how capable they were so they had to create their own set of systems in order to do this so the concept's exactly the same right but then, you know, in terms of design systems, I think that, you know, you have the subway system. Somebody, Pentagram, whoever, you know, came up with a way to distinguish how this entire, um, you know, like core to the city would work. And that, and that goes far, far beyond that as well. So yeah. I think that this, the, the notion of a design system has always been around. I think that, again, as technology becomes more integrated in our lives and, you know, the new shiny program or product and everything else that we need to have is being presented every time something kind of comes out. So when material design came out and it was presented in this beautiful way that was mm -hmm. really accessible for designers and developers, it's like, okay, everybody kind of wakes up and they're like, these have existed, but it hasn't been presented this way yeah. yet. You, so, you brought up an interesting concept with, by bringing up engineers. And I often <laughs> thank the engineers for giving us language to mm -hmm. apply elsewhere, right? Like my favorite one is 10X, right? Like mm -hmm. so that everyone knows the the idea of a 10X engineer. Um, but now that exists everywhere and sort of that language is acceptable. So sort of right. the processes that were birthed out of that sure. are now being applied everywhere. And, and you brought up the access to developers and designers mm -hmm. inside of a design system, right? Mm -hmm. Have you guys worked in, in a design system that allows access outside of just design? Um, have you seen multidisciplinary teams access these things? I think I've seen people use it from like a asset handoff, right? So it's easy once you have a design system and you have it kind of spelling out certain things, then when developers and project product managers get, the, get them, they can, they understand a little bit more. They know what rails they have yeah. to work in, um, in case if there's anything that needs to be built net new, like it's, yeah. you know, you're kind of, you, you start broad and then you start bringing in the rails more and more so that you can be more efficient. Everybody gets in the same line, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's kind of drafting off each other, if you will, from a design perspective. So I, I feel that I, I haven't necessarily worked too hand in hand with, um, with that, but I know that now coders are also taking the design systems, coding to those mm -hmm. specific elements so that it's almost like they're building a code library around the design system yes. at the exact same time. At the, yes. Yeah. Or so like when we have things enough. signed off on and it's final and you get all your 12 million approvals or whatever you need to get. Um, cause you do <laughs> lovely, 12 million lovely yeah. depends on again, scalability. Like if you're d dealing with like a large bank yeah. and you're getting, you know, there's a lot of people to buy off on stuff, you know, not just how pretty it looks, but how it works. So, um, but you know, then you're, if you do a code system, along with your design system, right. you know, and I kind of relate that to like, um, like jQuery was like a set of JavaScript that was compiled. That's almost like, that's a code library. It's right. like a design system library, but for code. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got happy when you, when you said that, because when I think about design, I don't, cause I'm not a designer and mm -hmm. I'm not a developer. I'm not a business person. I'm somewhere in between all of these things. But you play one on TV? <laughs> I used to, I used to, I got fired. Um, <laughs> Uh, too many cocktails and questions podcast. I thought it was a conflict of interest. Um, the when I think of design, I don't think of 
I, I do think of the way that things look, but I think of the way that things work. Mm-hmm. And I think as one as a component of the other. So I'm happy, like just self-serving. I'm, I'm happy to hear you guys say that this is a thing because when I started to research, it's very, it, it is very much design focused. I mean, your first response was it's for designers. And, and what selfishly, I want it to be um, an accessible library and system to, to all sorts of folks. And, and, and primarily something that I think about a lot is, is prototyping. Mm-hmm. So in your guys' experience of design systems, does prototyping play into this? Does it, does it not? Is that, is that somewhere outside of um, the traditional structure? No, I mean, it definitely plays into it. I think design systems, again, the beauty of it is that from a decision-making perspective, from a communication with developers' perspective, um, and just between your team members, being able to prototype quickly, to iterate quickly, to make decisions quickly, to to even like end the endless circle of like design commentary when you're in a review even. Do you know what I mean? Because people yeah. could be like, why is that color blue? And you're like, oh my goodness. Doesn't it's matter. The brand, you know, matter. like we've already made this decision. Like let's move forward. I feel like you yeah. just made fun of somebody. So. That would be really offended <laughs> if they well, knew that you did I that. made fun of Lots of people yeah. in that statement or, or alone. Like, like, uh, why yeah. do we have rounded corners What's again? That? Yeah, like, exactly. Like we decided that like three months ago. That's yes. no longer why on we, the table, right? right? Why are we going back to rounded yeah. corners? You know, and 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 still people are going to bring those up. But I think when you are able to back that up with a very conscious decision by multiple team members, um, also layering on the implications that that has on development. You know, because I think that the beauty of design systems is that you. To me, there's like you are creating sort of this allyship with dev, right? You're saying to yep. them, like, I'm not going to change this every 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> this is what we're going with. This is what you're building. And anytime I change this one element, just just know that I have the understanding that that's going to cascade so that it's easier for you. Um, and so I think that that is, is still a work in progress, I think, for a lot of teams. For me, it is. Like, I don't – I also like to caveat, like, design systems – because I think they're a pain in the ass, they're always really hard for me personally to like work into my workflow because things are moving so quickly all the time. I have design reviews and comments from clients and stuff like that who don't like the blue or whatever. So, right, right, right. you know, that that kind of balancing act is really, really tough. Um, I think some other designers probably have it really ingrained in what they do and how they do it. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that they're extremely vital to like all design agencies and teams and businesses and stuff like that. It's just the reality is that they're a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> they're really hard. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, but, you know, I guess the question then goes into, do you start net new or do you take something like off the shelf? That like, was my next question. Like you yeah. take something like material or whatever, <laughs> which, um, and we can get into probably methodologies because yep. that's another thing that's a, a lot of these design systems. And um, so, you know, do you start something net new or do you take it, or do you take something off the shelf and just apply your brand, spend the time customizing it, or do you build something white label that you can then reuse over and over again? Sure. Yeah. And, and you have to. So there's a couple of rules we have on cocktails and questions. Try no buzzwords, but also you have to answer your own <laughs> questions. So oh. go ahead. No, yeah. <laughs> answer that. Answer that. So question. what's the answer? <laughs> the answer Come is on, it's, it's project dependent, right? Well, it I is, got time yeah. and money. Everything revolves around time and money. Mm-hmm. Do I have time and money to build a design system, or am I going to secretly like okay. I'm passionate about it and I want to secretly build my own design system so that I can just say mm-hmm. I can just hand it to somebody and be like, make this pretty. Yeah, it already works. You know, right. um, it's already got all your your you know what what is the most efficient like in terms of like spacing and all that sure. other stuff. Uh, you know, add your con- add your fonts, add your colors. 
you got all your buttons, your forms, all the, all the like whatever 60% of what you're going to need to build this website is right here. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, a good, you know, something to get a good head start. So yeah. whether that means you build it yourself, that's up to you. Or do you, and I've also had projects where I haven't had much time. So I just take material off the shelf, sure. build my own components in, in, uh, in sketch and then just start rapidly iterating on pages yeah and some of the stuff would be in black and white and some of the stuff would be in brand and anything that was in black and white would then be redesigned with the brand in mind yep. because then i can you know it's getting to go faster so that i can spend more time prototyping i can mm -hmm. spend more time with design thinking and thinking through the idea instead of thinking through the brand which i feel like is sure. the is a lot of the, the the hassle that comes in with it uh with a lot of our design reviews it's like well does this really invoke the brand Right, that kind of thing. So you brought up a lot, a lot of things in there, but something that you did um, was you talked about two uh, component parts. You said uh, talked about material, that's sort of like a, a jump off point, and then you right. talked about sketch as a tool in order mm -hmm. to manifest these things. Um, what is when you think about design systems? What are some common tool stacks um, that people use? Or am I thinking about that correctly in the way that you go from a standard to a publishing sort of code base about these things? I don't know if I completely understand the question. So, like, what are the component um, tools that you would use to create? I, yeah, like, there's Craft, which is a plugin for Sketch. I guess if that's like that's a starting point, I think, for certain things. Again, if I've misinterpreted the question, let me know. No, no I think um, this is part of the and, test. And <laughs> um, and then like symbols and Sketch and things like that. I mean, I, I think that with with and sketch is a new program too that designers are using right like that's yep. i used to scoff at it because i was like this is the stupid version of photoshop like who Whoa. uses this and that's all i use now yeah i really i what was like was this that? is dumb this is like last year i was like this is so stupid <laughs> yeah. guys this looks dumb right and then you know you you just have to realize though that you have to move with what the industry standard is and so taught myself sketch and it's fine it does save a lot of time in, in certain respects um and those plugins and those things that they have available to them are very much catered to the this idea that you need to design quickly, you need to prototype quickly, you need to make libraries, you need to do all these things. So I think that it being facilitated now is really great. Um, it I don't, it certainly wasn't that way all the time. You know, I think that yeah. it wasn't until pretty recently, in my mind at least. Um, and you know, Photoshop, Adobe has their libraries as well. I don't think that it was necessarily as catered to like product design as it is as sketch is but i think that you you find ways of doing that quickly and you find ways of creating them efficiently um, in my experience again going from sort of an agency to a startup back to an agency yep. and even doing freelance in between um with a startup it was really it was really great in the beginning because to build a brand by yourself was like you know, your dream come true. The and then you realize thing. like, oh shit, like I have a lot of decisions to make. I have a lot of things to keep up with. Um, you know, the founder wants to change it every other day. The developer finds a problem with the way that you designed it. So we have to change it then. And it's like really logging all of this information constantly and then going back and iterating. And I really look up to Kurt in that way, like that he loves it so hey. much. He loves it and I hate it. That's, that's another rule we have is that whenever somebody compliments somebody else that has a microphone in front of them, we need to take a drink because okay. we don't compliment Cheers, each other Kurt. very well. That's great. Thank you. I, I fucking it. hate it. You love it. <laughs> You, 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 you love hate. I'll learn to love hate, it. Hate, so, hate, yeah. hate love it. Does yeah. it hate love it? 
Because you hate well, and then I hate love you it. hate building them, but then you love using them. I love the benefits of them. Yes, mm-hmm. she just doesn't want to sure. have to be tasked with keeping them yeah. up to date. That just as makes as me sound like a lazy designer. But whatever, no, I'll love no. it. <laughs> well, why don't you take a minute? No, so, you, so, you, you just need to direct somebody else to do sure, it. Sure, exactly. You, right? That's more yeah, my style. So mine's love hate hate love. I'm gonna go with hate love. Yeah. Primary secondary sure. uh, is coming through pretty strong. And you and I have talked um, outside of this conversation mm-hmm. about this uh, somewhat in depth about yeah. why you love them. Do you want to take a little bit of time and, and, and talk about why that pain is worth it? And then ultimately. <laughs> yeah. Who's it worth it for? Well, maybe I guess maybe it's because I'm a glutton for punishment. Maybe I, I don't know. <laughs> that's or a, I, I like I like some well, mommy like, issues. I like, going yeah. down a I like a little. I like path. hard work. You know, like uh, I've always been hard on myself. So mm. I think building a design system, <laughs> yeah, is great. But I also, um, you know, so I you code in binary and do yeah, I have a design <laughs> background, so I love the way things look. But then you know, eventually I stopped caring about what my clients were saying about. Oh, I don't think that font invokes whatever i was more cared about how it works and when you look at something how it works you also want it to be you know like i feel like i'm center-brained so like i want it to look good but i also want it to be efficient Mm -hmm. i want it to be and so like design systems like scratch that other itch of like oh i could design something you know i know enough to get out of a paper bag when designing something uh, from a, from like a colors and fonts perspective, and so if I have all that kind of thought through for me, and I can take a design system, yeah. I can I can churn out like twenty pages, like it's right. no problem. Like I can, right. I can, you know, write a sketch and then hand it to somebody, and they be like, okay, I just got to put, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't have to go through that step of wireframe, not to like reduce what a UX designer does in that spec aspect because it's just one less deliverable we have to do, but we're still all getting to the same goal. Yeah. The ideas still need to be communicated, you know, one way or another. So with a design system, I like it because yeah, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of upfront work. You know, you got to think through not just how it's going to look, but all the components that you're going to need, like map all that stuff out, yeah. like how many permutations of each page you're going to need, like all that stuff. And then just go like okay. then fire the starting gun. You got enough to like start crawling and then walking and then running to use another buzzword kind of <laughs> system, right? So, so. I, mean, I mean, I I would echo it from a, from a different point of view. So I love, love it. Um, one, because I <laughs> exist somewhere in that Venn diagram I articulated earlier, I tried to articulate of where I sit in this world. Um, and to your point about not undermining it, like that information is hyper valuable. But when I think about technology and I think about systems and platforms and products and all this shit, when you get into really like um, access versus control, and so in my world, when a lot of um, what I do is expressed through prototypes, what I'm trying to convey, not only from a user experience, but also from a business value, right. it's way more valuable to just show somebody, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of my time is spent like tracking these things down mm-hmm. and recreating these things and understanding and like, and, and from my world, if I get up and I display mm-hmm. something that I've built in a, in a sprint, in a pitch or in a new product evolution or something like that. If I get the menu system wrong and I'm talking to the wrong person, that entire presentation will just throw the brakes on right. the entire fucking thing. And it's like, uh, that's not our blue. Yeah. Our, our menu's not on the left. It's like, Oh fuck. Like yeah. I've, I've, I've created like a cardinal sin without knowing it. Mm-hmm. So for me, just telling me all of those things so I can then express it. Um, again, hopefully I'd never have to, uh, keep, keep one up to date. Um, hopefully my, uh, my love, love affair will continue with design systems. Um, 
real quick, we're coming up on time. Um, hate love, love, love. <laughs> there any, any parting shots in, the, in these sort of um, conversations or trends with these documentaries and all this stuff? Like, is there anything that we've missed for the, uh, for the novice or beginner in the, the idea of design systems that you want to cover? No, I mean, I feel like I still have to caveat that I do love design systems. We know. We I know. hate... I will say, and maybe because I'm an extremely cynical person and very judgy, I just have to, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like what the difficult part with design system is when you have to convince everybody else of its value. That's where I feel like the work really is. It's not necessarily, okay, change the font, color, blah, 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 blah. It's the campaign. It's, It's helping the client understand most of the time why this is taking a long time, why these decisions are so difficult or... Um, or why they can't change something when they just want to change something. It's it's kind of that that comes along with the baggage. And I think that, to me, is the reality of design systems, not just yeah. the actual product itself. It's it's sort of understanding that, like, you are, yeah, campaigning for this thing that you know is really good for people, right? You you want very much for universal Speed, healthcare. Efficiency. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, just trying to get it out there, helping people understand the value and the benefit of that. But the benefit is time and money. So... You know, or even internally, it's like, well, you know, I think Dev probably has the most, the the greatest understanding along with design because that saves them time as well. But I think even even with account people and stuff like that, you really have to kind of put those pieces together. What a fascinating, that's that's like a totally different topic. But I was, was, (laughs) um, my comment earlier about how engineering is bleeding into design, which has bled Mm -hmm. into marketing. Like what's next down the line if you pull these trends forward of being hyper efficient and Mm -hmm. all this stuff? Um. But the other thing I was thinking about was, uh, I was talking actually speaking a few hours ago, um, it's only a matter of time. So I think yeah. design is is having this sort of resurgence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and things that are ugly, I hope they're ugly on purpose, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and I think one of the greatest catalysts, um, hey man, I'm a big brutalist fan. Mm-hmm. I think brutalism <laughs> needs to come back in a very real way. In, in a brutal um, but I think it's only a matter of time until those people who understand everything that you just said mm-hmm. are then populating those seats. So the person right. that you're selling, you don't need to sell. Sure. They inherently know yeah. because design is is now getting this traction in a way that at least I haven't seen in, in quite some time. You would think that. I'm, well, <laughs> I'm hoping it. I, I'm betting on that as much as I am betting on this bubble not bursting in student loans or right. cryptocurrency. See, I don't believe Bitcoin, therefore <laughs> I don't believe in this, <laughs> this research. Oh, the world's yeah. just going to change. Any parting shots, Mr. Penny Parker? Uh, well, to kind of um, talk what mine was talking about, but I am under the more of the understanding of like, why do I need to sell the client? Like, I should, like, it's all just smoke and mirrors anyway, right? Mm-hmm. They say, I want this. We uh, There's input now. Sausage and made, then, don't worry about it. Here's right. Your, yeah. yeah. We trust me. We use the most organic uh, <laughs> pixels. They're, they're farm to table pixels yeah. that we use. It's the highest quality. They're farm heirloom <laughs> heirloom pixels. Uh, can somebody buy that URL? Artisanal. Heirloom, heirloom. Austin Sound Engineer farm to table pixels. <laughs> farm to table pixels. Um, but like, uh, so yeah. Why why bother trying to sell it to them unless sure. you know we know it's going to take a lot of money to build it? Then like, cool. yeah, you could just say, hey, we're gonna you know. You could you could skirt around it another way, sure. right? Oh, we're 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 building this great thing for you. Well, what is it? Well, don't worry about what it is. Or you know, it's like there's that selling aspect and and. But do you, you ever know, feel like that, regardless of whether you're actually selling this to them as part of the process, it's still part of the process? Because I think in my mind, it's it's not in the background. We're still needing it, and so right. we're building it, right? Yeah, you but still then the client doesn't quite it, understand but... some of the 
some of the time that that takes. So if their deadline is for a specific campaign, they have to get out by a specific time, but we're changing all of these other things. It takes dev time, takes design time, takes all these things time. And I think that to your point, they don't necessarily have to know that that's happening in the background, but that, mm-hmm. that time doesn't go away simply because you say it's not being done. Right. So that's the challenge. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, think, I think that's a separate podcast altogether about what, <laughs> what do you sell. I mean, my, sure. my short answer on, the, on that like micro debate is uh, we tell them if that's what you hired us to build. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't, we're going to do it anyway. Anyway, exactly. So, yeah. um, that's time for Cocktails and Questions <laughs> episode 11. So we have this thing because you guys are new. The listeners are not new. They're sort of used to this. We're coming up at the end of the week. Um, it's Thursday. I believe October the 7th with a Bitcoin price, highest it's ever been, Uh, December 7th. Um, (laughs) It's been a long week, man. Um, We'll start with you, Kurt. Most interesting thing you've seen this week, and this has nothing to do with technology or business, Uh, or it can can have to do with design systems. It's this open thing of all the things that you've consumed up to this point this week. No, the most interesting thing I saw today uh, was the new OK Go video. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Why don't you describe it a little bit? Okay, so it's it's if you were to, it's definitely on brand with OK Go. Like it's a crazy. Uh, there's some stop motion animation in it, um, but they they network together 567 printers in like a giant wall behind them, and they would shoot out paper. I don't know if they would print because it was done pretty, it looked pretty fast, but then they could play around with the timing and whatever on it. But it's so like co- different colors and patterns would come out from behind them and they were, they would do certain things in front of this wall of printers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it would print out animations that they would then like yeah. kind of animate with it and stuff yep. like that. It's, it's amazingly done. And, and as much as you want to call them a band, they're just a group of artists. Yeah. I also think so bl- that bl- work with other artists, you know, and I watched it and <laughs> I, thought it, was, I thought it was super interesting. But um, then at the end, they're like, you know, because they, they they tell you right up front. They're like, hey, we did this. There's all these printers. But and there's all this paper. We recycled it. We also <laughs> paid money to Greenpeace. So it's uh, so, we're, you know, we're not doing too much damage to the earth. But, you okay. know, and then it ended up being like at the end, they're like this. We used this paper and it was like kind of like a sell at the end. Of course, oh, because you, can like, you imagine the backlash if they didn't? But that's printers. a different topic, too. But that's we'll post funny. the link to that in the sure. show notes along with um, Envision's blog post and things like that. Um, mine, I feel like I should have picked something thing? more lighthearted. I, like, no, Kurt's like on. this angel and I'm just the devil. I just like bring everything down. <laughs> um the Times Person of the Year. I really was moved by that. I thought that that was really awesome. That they Tell picked, me more about that. Um, they just picked a lot of um, people who sort of broke their silence about abuse and um, harassment and things that are really tough to talk about. Yep. Um, and I think that we live in a time where that's really important. And I think that it was really great of the Times to recognize that and to, um, yeah, kind of just make sure everybody knew and understood the importance of this this moment in time that we're living in but yeah, i agree i mean i think sometimes it's um their person of the year can be interesting yeah sometimes we're devious and and not yeah. and um i agree with you man I, I saw i saw the cover and then saw some of the some of the folks inside i thought, thought that was a big deal um i'm gonna bring it back up a okay bit. <laughs> um i'm so never most, gonna be invited back to this no again. you're definitely welcome <laughs> back man this has been a ton of fun um the most interesting thing i saw this week is it's not 
there, there's a thing that I'll pin to the top of this, but really it's, I think, um, uh, trend makers and faux trend makers are, are in their heyday as much as designers. Mm-hmm. Um, because I saw this thing about top trends cause we're at the end of the year. Um, earables. Yeah. See, the look on your face is the way I felt in my heart. It's a, it's a word to describe things that you wear in your ears that presumably do or do not do something other than play music, right? Earable, which just irritated the shit out of me when I read it. Give me an example. It um, irritated you? Exactly right. Thank yeah. you for picking up on Welcome. that. That's that's why you were invited, man. All my, I know. All my I bullshit will, jokes. I will, that, yeah. I will pun the fuck out of this if I could. Um, uh, an example would be, in my mind... Um, would be the, the the Google Pixel Pods or something like that, like where it translates like a babblefish or something that I'm actually into right now, which mm-hmm. I'm going to place an order and I'll report back later yeah. on Human Charger. It is light therapy through earbuds. So, Kurt, what? first time you and I yeah, met, right. we talked about biohacking, and I was mm-hmm. listening to Alpha Brainwaves. I will report back to that. So that, in my mind, is an earable. Uh, and with that, I would I would think it would be like a Fitbit earring. You would hope. <laughs> You would hope. Uh, with that, Kurt Pennypacker, Mayan Wong Duong, <laughs> Brandon Greller. Uh, this has been Cocktails and Questions, episode 11. Uh, if you guys could all go do me a favor and listen to James Brown, funky good time, quote, doing it to death. Uh, it's been on repeat in my ears all week long. Uh, thank you guys for joining me uh, to talk you. about design yeah. systems. I learned a lot. I hope you guys did too. Um, be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. Until next time.